time is a sensitive issue. I come from Africa and I don't know about you. And in Africa, uh, there is something that we call <laughs> African time. And when we say African time, that means that uh, if we say the event is at four o'clock, you can come at your own time because this is African time. Uh, so you can come half an hour, one hour after it's African time. Now, I don't know whether we have American time, but I know we have British time, which is right on time. This is Now Tell Us. I'm your host, Anthony Murore. At Now Tell Us, we have guests come and tell us stories. They come and inspire us. They come and educate us on a subject. Today, we have a guest who is known as David Buck. He's going to be talking to us about time optimizing your life. I'm eager to find out what it is that you want to share with us. Before we go there, I would like to remind you to please share this episode with all your friends. If you have a question, ask. We'll give you feedback, and especially if you, it's to do with time. And uh, if you have some feedback to talk about uh, this podcast, we love uh, feedback. So we appreciate you and we thank you in advance. So once again, this is your host, Anthony Murore. I'm a motivational speaker and also author. I have written a book known as Be Good for Good that has got stories of goodness with lessons in life. And then we have the Achieve Your Dream workbook that you can find on Amazon, both of them. And I, I want to think that for you to achieve your dream, you've got to be someone who keeps time when it needs to be kept. And so why don't you join me as we go together to hear from David as he tells us this important thing. Thank you. Here we go. Hi, David. Hi. How are you? I am doing well. What an honor to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to come talk about time today. Yes, and you're right on time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the time that we talked that we are going to be on show, you were right there on time. So I, I know whatever it is that you're going to tell us is coming from experience and we are eager to hear. Well, I really liked how you started out. You mentioned Africa time uh -huh. and there are what I feel I use it. I borrow it from the ancient Greeks. They had actually two words for time. One was called Kronos. The other was Kairos. Okay. And actually Kronos time is how we measure time. So for me, it's 2.41 p.m. in the afternoon. That's Kronos time. And then Kairos time is the rich elements of time. It's it's the experience. It says, wow, I had a good time being on Anthony's show. So we look at time and the word time can mean different things. So I, I loved your example of Africa time. Yeah. And uh, being 241 and 42 now, uh, which part of the world are you at? 
I'm over on the east coast of the United States in Florida. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, it's good that you talk about Greek. I happen to be in Athens, Greece. Ath okay, so then Kronos and Kairos, you're, you're old hat at that. <laughs> that's familiar with me. That's familiar yes. with me. And, and I'm, I'm happy <laughs> that I'm here because I know when they talk about Kairos and Kronos, uh, I have also had some challenges with the Greeks keeping time, even though it's coming from them. <laughs> so I think That's this okay. is a sensitive thing. It's, it's really oh, it's United States is the same thing. So yeah. you know there is the, there is a version of Africa time here in the United States as well. So I think it's globally. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. And so this is why it's important that we have a discussion on this, um, because I, I've been to many events, uh, not only in uh, Africa where I come from, I come from Kenya, but also when I come here in Greece, I've had some challenges going to events and people are not there right on time. And, 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 and this is such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So tell us your experience with time. How did you come to just focus on time? And was it out of some many frustrations or how did you come to settle on time? It actually started on early in my business career. So I have had 35 plus years of sale business development, fancy word for sales experience. And I knew early on I was not going to get the sale out of the sheer charisma of my personality or my amazing good looks. So mm -hmm. I had to figure out something different in order to do well. And I found for me, it was my ability to be prepared. I was going to be as prepared or better prepared than my competition. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what ties back to preparation is this ability to manage your time well. And so I found I became experienced and did well in the sales realm because I knew how to manage my time well and I knew how to honor the time of my clients so that I was able to sell my the, the goods or service. And that resonated with me over time, pun intended. And so about four years ago, I started my own company focused on helping people, whether they're in career manage their time better or optimize their time. And also people who are headed into what I call post-career, who are thinking about retirement and developing a lifestyle strategy that uses their time well post-career or retirement. So I work in both in-career and post-career. Well, that's wonderful. And I love the fact that you mentioned about preparation. I love this quote. <clears throat> Someone said that uh, it's uh, better to be prepared and not have an opportunity uh, other than uh, instead of having an opportunity and you're not prepared. And one of the things is for time, for things, for events to catch you unawares. They just come when you're not prepared. So it's good that you prepare in time and be there on time. And it's good that you're addressing uh, life in the business time, the business, the career time and uh, post-career because all these are important. So tell us about uh, your experience starting on your business and focusing on, was it just, was, was it 
timely for every person that you approached or how did it uh, come to you? So I, uh, I am an analytical type person. I like process. And of course, I want to be able to, if I'm going to provide value to a, a client, mm -hmm. to be able to measure that and provide some element where I can show improvement. So I created uh, an analysis, a self-assessment tool uh, called the time management analysis. And that self-assessment is basically the benchmark for how people look at their time, and it allows me to help them focus on the particular areas to improve their time. Mm -hmm. And as I began to collect a lot of data, uh, I found from those assessments, I found people generally are very reactive when it comes to the use of their time. Mm -hmm. They will, something, an event, someone will ask them for their time, something comes their way, and people have a tendency to stop and want to address that because they haven't planned out the rest of their day very well. And then at the end of the day, after they've reacted to a bunch of things, they then realize I didn't do the important things that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. All that other stuff got pushed off to the side. And so through that data collection, I want to flip the script and I want to teach people to be proactive, mm -hmm. to go try to figure out as much as possible how you're going to use your time so that you own what is to come, not reacting to what people or events make you do. Mm. And that is one of the things that you find yourself at the end of the day that you've not done that which you were to do. And I guess there are several other things that are linked to people not keeping their time, people not planning their day. Which which other things could there be? What other effects could it have on a person's life? So uh, not preparing or planning opens you up to a whole host of challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, first and foremost, again, from the data I've collected, the biggest time management challenge that people have is distractions. Mm -hmm. it, and I define a distraction as a internal challenge that you struggle with, an internal disruption. It's you, it's, you own it. Mm -hmm. A typical one is we get, we get sidetracked or distracted by social media, a lot of electronic measures like email, um, the events outside where you're at can distract you. And so that takes you off of the focus that you need to do. And typically people are distracted a lot because they haven't prepared their day. They don't know their, their schedule's not laid out. They aren't sure of the things they want to accomplish. Maybe they've got a list set up, but they haven't prioritized that list. And so distractions are a clear indication that people probably haven't planned their day out well. Mm. So if you're distracted by uh, things that happen in life, the social media, the emails that come in, then you're going to lose track. So maybe that's why people end up late in events. That's uh, how people end up late in meeting clients and uh, having a successful business because they, are mis they have mismanaged their time. And uh, I know you have some tricks, ideas, and tips that you want to teach us. Uh, please go ahead. I'm eager to hear. So I'll go back to the calendar. For me, okay. the, the biggest uh, thing that 
when I first work with clients is I'll say, please show me your calendar, show me your electronic calendar or your paper calendar, whichever one you use. Mm-hmm. And typically what I will see is areas, probably like a third of the space is allocated with it's filled up. Mm-hmm. And so I said, so tell me what's going on in the space that's planned. Typically in a business environment, that's either they've been scheduled to attend a meeting or they have scheduled a meeting themselves. Mm-hmm. And then there's this period of blank space. And I said, well, what's going on in the blank space? You don't have anything planned for you know three quarters of your day. And they mm-hmm. said, well, I just work on the stuff I need to work on in that open space. And I said, well, what happens if someone puts a meeting in there? Let's say at two o'clock, you were going to work on this very important item that had to be done by the end of the day. And at two o'clock, someone pop- populates a meeting in there. What are you going to do? Well, I'll go to that meeting and then I'll try to come back and catch up and figure up. And that to me, so really the immediate thing I tell everybody to do is plan your calendar two weeks out and fill every hour Mm. with important activities that relate to you. Now, somebody might be thinking, Dave, that's not realistic for me to do because things change. My job Mm. causes things. I get that. And that's where I say, make, think of your calendar as wet cement. Cement takes a long time to cure to get hard and rigid. Mm. And so you set the foundation and you know that your calendar is going to change. But initially, you've proactively filled all your time with things that are important to you. And that lets you decide if someone wants to interrupt that time whether you're going to push back professionally and say, I've got something important challenged, or you say, okay, great. I'll take that meeting or I'll do that meeting and I'll shift what I needed to do to another part on my calendar. Mm. Wow. So plan in advance. Is it possible to plan just one whole week, day by day, hour by hour. How is that? I haven't experienced. I have my calendar, but I, I, I can't. I don't happen to plan all my days, one hour each hour, all the day. So, I, yes, I. So, if you look at my calendar, my calendar is fully blocked off, mm-hmm. uh, or fully, fully. Now, some, uh, some tasks or some things on my calendar are repeating items. So for example, the first thing I do in the morning, the first half an hour of my day is I don't typically dive into something really important or complex. My first 30 minutes is all about, I check any communications that came in the night before. It's very task oriented. So it's something that allows me to get into a groove for the day. I can answer questions from clients that came in overnight. Uh, I can follow up on some minor to-dos that I have to do for during the day. That helps me establish and get going for the day. And that occurs at the same time every morning. So that's mm-hmm. the first thing that I do. Now, if I have a client who wants to have a meeting during that time frame, then that's fine. They, that takes priority. And then I have to readjust things. But there are certain elements that we do during the week that are repeatable and predictable. And Mm -hmm. so those can be just put on as placeholders on your calendars. 
Uh, also, get into a little bit into the weeds, so to speak, is that our calendars, um, depending on your work environment, you can set something on your calendar and show it as free. So for example, if you want to work two hours on a particular project, but you want to show yourself available to others in case they need you, mm -hmm. you can set that event on your calendar and just mark it as free. So you'll see it on your calendar, but the other person who might want your time won't see it but won't see it on there. So they can book that time. Now, if it's really important, then you make sure you block it off as busy. So if someone wants to get on your calendar, they're not going to be able to, because it's that time's going to be blocked off because it's important to you. So mm -hmm. there is, there is a give and take and there, you need to be fluid, but you'll find if you set it up, uh, it's easier than you think. Hmm. Which calendar do you use? If I may ask. So I use Outlook uh, Calendar since, but uh, I'm very familiar because I've used Google Calendar before. Uh, also, if you use, if it's an Apple-based program and you use their calendar, the good thing is between the three of them, 90% of what they offer is the same functionality. So if mm -hmm. you switch from one to the other, it's very familiar and it's very easy to adapt. Okay. So... Pay attention to the things, the happenings of the day. Now, I, you, you, you talk about uh, dealing with the career people and post-career people. What's the difference, and why should, and in which way, which different way do they both look at time, and in which way do you coach them on time? Time. That's manner. a great. Great question. Thank you. Uh, for those in career, uh, the metaphor I use is they're chasing time. They're usually very busy, you know, because you have the balance of career, family, you know, particularly the dynamic. If, if, if you're married and have kids, you have that whole dynamic plus the demands of a career. So for me, in the in-career part, it's about me trying to help them find flexibility. So mm -hmm. you got all these things going on. And by, by managing your time better, you're more flexible to address if you have strong work needs that you have to ask the family to say, hey, listen, the next few days, I got a big project at work. Flip side is if you have a personal issue, you're managing your time well enough that you can weave in that personal issue with the flexibility to do that well as well. So that's the dynamic in career. Post-career, in some sense, it's about understanding all the free time that you have now. So for example, if you have an individual who's working 48 hours a week, that is 30% of their total time is in their job. Mm -hmm. That's both awake and asleep. So when you go into post-career or retirement life, if you step away from a job fully, you have got to find what you're going to do with 30% of your time. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a struggle because if you don't add structure or if you don't understand the lifestyle you want to lead, retirement can be a very depressing and very sad and uneventful life. You lose purpose and, and people can 
people can really struggle in retirement because they've lost so much of what was important to them in their career. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that, uh, for sharing that. And I'm wondering to myself, because it's my time and it's their time, uh, whoever is doing whatever they are doing, whether they are uh, following chasing time in their career or whether they are post uh, working time, how do you work with them? What's what's what what is it like working with the, your clients? So uh, I I first of all enjoy and love seeing when people begin to use their time more effectively. How powerful that can be in their life. So mm-hmm. for example, a person in career, uh, the. Again, the process I use is they take a self-assessment. We build upon what is their opportunities, but it's all interconnected. So if someone really, really struggles with, say, they procrastinate, they're distracted, and they're not organized. So typically when we start with one area because they're interconnected, let's say we start them with with procrastination and they get better. They don't delay. They dive into stuff. It cuts across and weaves into, and then all of a sudden they find, I seem to be more organized now too. Mm -hmm. And I'm more focused. I'm not distracted. So those areas weave in. And then on the post-career side, as I work with people, the first thing that I do is ask them to define what is their purpose in life. And that's a one to two sentence idea that just says, what's my reason for getting up in the morning? You know, companies do vision and mission statements that define Mm -hmm. who they are. Nike, for example, is famous for just do it Mm -hmm. um, as their mission statement. So you develop this mission statement. And once you do that and say, this is what I'm excited about getting up for in the morning, then they can start to build the activities around that fulfill that purpose. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun because again, they're weaved together. They find that the things that you do weave everything together. So th- those are the kind of the two main elements that I do from an in-career and post-career style. Mm. With working with people, how at what point do they realize that they need some help with their time because maybe i think the way i'm living i'm living right my by being late by not going to at what point have you come across people who say okay now i i I give up i want some help from david so it's funny you mentioned that because i i try to tell i i do individual clients i do teams i even do entire businesses okay and i when i when i coach people i say listen you have the ability to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've made it to this meeting, so you have some sense of how to manage your time. Mm-hmm. I have yet to run across someone who is so bad at their time management they can't function at a, as a human being. Mm-hmm. So at least everyone does some semblance of managing their time. What, what usually becomes a trigger for someone is when they realize how much improvement they can make. And so as they come across me and say, okay, so tell me about this time management, when they take, for example, my assessment, it comes back and they say, well, I didn't, 
I didn't realize I struggle with meeting preparation. Mm -hmm. And so I try to encourage everybody is you can do the famous list your strengths, but also list your weaknesses when it comes to time. Mm. Are you late for meetings all the time? Why is that? Um, Do you struggle with allowing people to interrupt you? Well, why? Why do you do that? What's the underlying uh, underlying cause? Uh, is it something? Do do I do I have a hard time saying no? You know, everybody asks me for my time and I can't say no. Well, what is the impact to that? So, just do your strengths. We all have our strengths. Do your weaknesses, and then look at those weaknesses and challenge yourself. And you'll find it'll be worth your time to invest in those weaknesses in order to improve your overall use of time. Hmm. Uh, and I love that. <laughs> that we are not always late. And if we are late, we don't consider it as uh, something of importance to change. And uh, someone said that <clears throat> the enemy of great is good. So if you think you're good, if you think you're fair with your time, but then you realize that you get late to, for appointments, you get late for events, then you are you're fair, you're good, maybe. But if you want to be great, then you need to be uh, someone who's very particular on timekeeping. And, and this is why we have David here with us. Now, I discovered that you're writing a book. Is it out yet? Tell us about it. It'll, it'll come out in April. Uh, yeah. It is called The Time Optimized Life. Okay. Thank you. And The Time Optimized Life What I seek to do with the book is flip the the concept Mm -hmm. of time management. And again, if someone's watching or listening and they're a manager, I'm not criticizing the concept of management. But when you apply it to time, when people try to manage their time, it's reactive, as I've talked about. Mm -hmm. They try to react to situations that come their way. And so time optimization or the time optimized life flips it again, where you're proactively doing things to plan out time so that as you use it, it's as valuable and as important to you. And so the book walks through a variety of situations and circumstances that help you practically address individual items because our pursuit of time is all custom. You know, Anthony, you have your strengths. There's probably your opportunities. I know I have my strengths. My biggest opportunity is I get distracted. I, it, it's the, my phone is, is a distract. I have to constantly battle that. And so each person who reads the book can develop their own custom opportunities and strategies based upon what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? Mm-hmm. And then from that, build build upon what I call a continuous process improvement so that you're never perfect in your time, in the use of your time. You just get better and better and better as you go along. Mm. Yes, that's wonderful. And uh, at now tell us we love uh, improvement. We love uh, personal development. And this is a very good tool that you are providing out there. And we'll be glad to know about it. Thank you. And, yes, and, and at this point where we are almost coming to the end of the show, uh, once we, you are gone, uh, someone who's watching or listening is wondering, how do I 
get to follow up with David? Tell us. So you can go to simply infinitylifestyledesign.com. It's one mm -hmm. word. And you'll you pull up the front page. You can go to a link there on the front page that'll allow you to download chapter one of the book for free. And you'll actually be in a drawing to win either a free autographed copy or an ebook copy of it. Um, but it'll explain all about what I do from, like I said, an in career standpoint to a post career standpoint. And you can book a quick discovery call and be happy to walk through. Again, on the in-career side, I work with uh, individuals, teams, and entire businesses. And on the post-career side, I actually work with financial advisors and their clients. And I work with individuals and couples. On post-career, it's important if it's a married couple or a partnership that those that they both go through their lifestyle planning together because they learn a lot about each other. Hmm. Oh, thank you. And I'm sure they'll follow up and find out more. So you, you. go to infinitylifestyledesign.com and follow up with David. Get to know when the book is coming out. And yeah, before it comes out, I believe that you have improved on your timekeeping. Thank you. We really appreciate you, David, for coming to now tell us. Thank you very much for coming been an honor and a pleasure, Anthony. Thank you for what you do and for offering me the opportunity to tell a little bit more about using your time efficiently. Yeah, it's uh, my pleasure. And it's also a great opportunity for people to learn more. And before you go, I would want to ask you, what is that one thing that you think we should never forget? I think that we should never forget the value of the time that we have in life. Time is finite. I feel time is the great equalizer. It is one thing that we use all together constantly. And so please don't take it for granted. You can have wonderful, wonderful, rich and fulfilling opportunities in the use of your time. Mm, thank you. That's very profound. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yes, so this has been Now Tell Us. We've been honored to have David back with us, talking to us about time optimizing your life. And uh, it's been wonderful having him here. Thank you to all listeners or all viewers. Even if you get to watch this after we've recorded it or listened to it, we thank you for taking your time. And we wish you that you optimize your life uh, by being a good timekeeper. And that's about it for us today. Uh, once again, this has been your host, Anthony Marore. And together with our guest, David Buck, we are saying, hey, keep time. Bye for now. Our time is up. Bye.